welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. to sing it, but I hear the song that says, Jesus breaks every fetter, and he'll set you free. Yes, he breaks every fetter, every chain that is trying to hold us, he breaks every, every fetter. He breaks every chain, and he will set us free. Hallelujah. John chapter 17, verses 14 through 19. Stay where you are in your spirit. Stay where you are. Let's keep this room right right where it is. Let's keep the praise right where it is. Let's keep the atmosphere right where it is. Let's stay anticipatory of what God is going to do with and for and through us. John chapter 17, verses 14 through 19. The Bible says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. I feel like preaching a little bit. I do. Just as I am not of the world, I do not ask. Just as I am am not of the world, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Listen to this. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, So I have sent them into the world, and for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. This is the last week of We Pray for Believers. It's the third week of We Pray. We Pray for Believers, part three, is the topic for this morning. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me why we come to church right that's why we take this time that's why we spend this time with Jesus so that we could be as close to Christ as we possibly can be y'all gonna have to excuse me y'all got to work with me listen I'm just gonna say this right now and we're gonna keep on moving okay my voice is a little little raspy today I got four kids and they had an active weekend of athletics (laughs) and this father screams (laughs) so Y'all work with me as I drink this water and I make sure that I can communicate the way I need to communicate. But man, if you see these videos when I post them on Instagram, you're going to understand why my voice sounds the way it does. Let's go! I was out there, y'all. I was out. I was out there. 
I was out there. Anyway, let's go. Culture making moment. We are <laughs> we are intercessors. We are intercessors. We've been walking together from the beginning of this year in our series on culture making. And there are four topics in our series on culture making, and they are we pray, we give, we fast, and we we praise. Hallelujah. We ain't going to walk out of this church not on the same page, amen. We are a church that prays, we are a church that gives, we are a church that fasts, and we are a church that praises, amen. And as God continues to walk with us through these four non-negotiables of our Christian faith, I've also been taking liberty um, to communicate some of the things that are creating the underpinning of the culture that will be this new phase, this new norm for Church of the Redeemer Baptist. Amen? And one of the, op- the opportunity that I would like to take today is to talk about this as we talk about prayer, to talk about the type of prayer warriors that we are. We're not just people that just pray. We're people that intercede for those that don't know how to pray for themselves. As we have been called by God to pray for the believer and to pray for ourselves and to pray, as we will talk about next week, for the world, there are going to be times when God allows us to interact with other individuals that literally they truly understand the worth the worth of prayer, but they don't quite understand how to put the words of prayer together. They understand that prayer is important, but they don't quite understand how to communicate to God in a way that will allow their prayer to seemingly, as the old saints would have said, get through, you know. And I'm not communicating as one who always has it together. I'm not saying that I'm not one that doesn't still need someone to intercede for me sometimes. Because there are times in my life where I know that I know what I know. But there are seasons and there are places in my life that I just don't have it together. I know that God is a healer, but my niece still... My, my niece still hurts. And I know that God touched it, but why does... I know that God is a redeemer and I know that my children are saved, but why are they acting up? And I don't, I don't, I don't have the words. I know prayer is worth it, but I don't have the words to pray this time. And so when I get to that place, I've got a minister Lingham who can pray for me and get me to the place in God that I can't get to myself. Saints, that is the role of the intercessor. It is the one who stands in the gap for the other that cannot quite get to Jesus. Sometimes, hallelujah, slow down, David, slow down. Sometimes we don't have the words to pray, but the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, that's all right. Because the Spirit helps us 
in our weakness. I feel like preaching a little bit today. The Spirit will help us in our weakness. So if I don't have the words of prayer and you don't have the words of prayer, but we all know the worth of prayer, we can literally go to God with what the Bible calls groanings that cannot be uttered. We know what we need, but we don't know how to ask for it. So sometimes our intercession comes out like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> sometimes our intercession comes out like, mm, God. Oh, my Jesus. I feel something. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes our intercession comes out like, oh, Lord, if you would. Sometimes our intercession comes out with a shaking of our head. We have no words for what we know we need God to do. But God will hear the groan of your soul. And God will respond. The spirit will interpret. And God will move on your <laughs> Hallelujah. On your behalf, if we can just take a moment to intercede for the one from last week that you were assigned to. Can we intercede for the one that you were assigned to? If you don't mind just putting that person on your mind for just a few moments and allow God to give you, if you don't have the words, just communicate a groan for them. I don't have words, but I have an oh, Jesus. I don't have words, but I have a do it, Lord. I don't have words, but I have a mm, my God. I don't have words, but I know that you can and I know that you will. So with the waving of my hand I intercede for my assignment hallelujah and I know that you can I know that you can and I know that you will hallelujah I know that you can and I know that you will hallelujah hallelujah we are a people that intercede there is a world that is hungry for the living word there is a world out there that needs to know, even if you don't have the words to communicate, that God can and God will. If that just means like Miss Harriet, you give them food to eat, God can and God will. We stand in the gap for those that are in our neighborhood. Jesus communicates as he's praying, as he's praying for those that believe on him. He communicates in verse number 14. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they're not of the world. Jesus is praying. Let me remind you, Jesus is praying for the followers that he called, and he, as he's praying for his followers, he's calling out the fact that they would be doing something different. He's calling out the fact that those that are following him, yes, they may look like the religious order, but they're doing something different. He's calling out the fact that, yeah, they may look like those who are just the regular standard Jew that are following their, their teacher, their leader, their rabbi, but he's calling them to do something different. They were in the world, but they were called to create a new world 
order. Hello, church. They were in the world, but they were called to create a new system, a new structure that the world did not quite understand, but they were called to reveal so that the world could be influenced from the time of Christ to our day today. And because of this, the people that were following him were going to hate them. The people that were not following him were going to be hated by the world. And I'm just going to pause right here and say, don't get upset. When the world hates you, saints. It's not even my first point. But don't get upset when the world hates you. Why? Because this is literally just a promise from the king. It's, lit it's not a suggestion from God that the world's going to hate you. It's a promise from God that the world is going to hate you. So don't get mad about it. But when Jesus prays, he prays that the word that was shared with them would keep them. And here is my first point. My first point is we should be in the word more than we are in the world. <laughs> we should be in the word more than we are in the world. Some of us have gotten so used to doing the work of the world to the point where, where we don't take the time that is required to understand the word of God so that we can do the thing that is different in the world that God created. We are not called to be in this world only. We are called to be world changers let's go we are called to be world changers if all you want to do is church as usual you are in the wrong church If all you want to be is just a regular disciple of Jesus Christ with a free ticket to heaven, God bless you. Have a fantastic life. But I am called by God to change. I am called by God to be salt. And I am called by God to be light. The world needs real Christians. Real ones. Not these ones that are just saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. What do you know about the Bible? Um, uh, oh, um, uh, how, what's your relationship with Jesus like? Who spelled it for me? Did you... We need people in the body of Christ that are willing to do everything and risk it all so that the world can be influenced by the word, not the word being influenced by the world, saints. We are here because we are called to change the world and we're going to be hated for it. Haters are going to hate. But prayer warriors are going to pray. <laughs> Haters are going to hate. But us, we're prayer warriors and we're going to pray. Chat verse number 17, Jesus says to them, as he's praying to the Father, Jesus says to the Father for the disciples, he literally calls out in verse number 17, read with me, sanctify them in the truth. In the truth. Your truth. Thy truth in the truth. And what is the truth? Your word is truth. Point number two, a lot of things are relative, saints. 
But the word of God is absolutely true. There's a lot of things in this world that are relative. But the word of God is absolutely true. And I need to take some time right here, if you don't mind. We live in a day and a time where we have taught this generation, my children and the generations that are coming. We have taught them to ensure that they get an understanding of everything that they do. We've taught them to not have blind faith. We've taught them to make sure that with all of their getting, as the Bible does say, they get an understanding. Right? Right? We've taught them that if somebody does something to you that you don't feel comfortable with, you have to advocate for yourself. You have to communicate about what has been done in order for you to be the one that has authority over the body that God created for you to rule over. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you have authority to maintain and watch over the temple that God created to give to use for the gift and the use of the rest of the world. But what we haven't done is explained the truth of the word. We've told them that with all of their getting, they should get an understanding. And then they come to us with questions about scripture. And we don't have an answer. They come to us with questions about God. And we don't have an answer. They come to us with questions about spirituality. And we have nothing to give to them. Why? Because we're telling them to do something that we have not done. And so the Bible is under attack today. The truth of God's word is under attack today. Why? Because we told people that they should ask questions that we cannot answer like we told a generation to get an understanding of something that we haven't understood for ourselves and so because we've given them authority and we've given them license to ask questions now they are taking those questions to other world religions that are communicating about the truth of God's word in a way that makes it a relative lie. I wish I had a church. In a way that makes it relative and or a lie. So be just because and simply because we couldn't answer their questions ourselves. I will offer you today that we need to do a better job at getting an understanding of the word of God. I know that when my knee hurts, I can communicate by his stripes. I am healed. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know why. But I know that the truth of God's word is God is still a healer. Hello, church. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know why. But I know that the truth of God's word is he can take red blood and make this black soul white as snow i don't know when i don't know where i don't know why i don't know how but what i do know is jesus loves me and he died for my sins and the questions i can't get an answer i don't have an answer to i will go after <laughs> yeah. an answer 
I am going to teach myself how to find an understanding of the word of God so that the one that comes to me with questions, I can communicate responses instead of just saying, I don't know, and leaving them thinking that the word of God is not true. The word was written by men. Yes, but the word was inspired by God. Thank you, sir. The word was written by men, and men are fallible. But the word was inspired by God, and God is never fallible. God cannot make a mistake. Whatever he does, it is right. Hallelujah. And it is good. And just because I can't explain it, that does not make it a lie. Just because I don't understand, that does not make it a lie. It is still true. It is not relative. It is not something that God, that people can communicate is inappropriate or ineffective. God's word will remain true. It is not fallible. It is immutable. And it will forever be the truth that we have to stand upon. And that standing requires that what Jesus called us to is lived out. Jesus says in verse 17, sanctify them in the truth. What does that mean? That word sanctify means separate them in the truth. It means that just because they're in the world and they're hated by the world, just because they're trying to live and understand in a way that modifies the world order and structure, it means that they need to be separated because they are ones that understand that the truth of God's word cannot be muted by any man, woman, boy, or girl. It cannot be muted because we simply do not understand. The truth of God's word separates the wheat from the tear, the men from the boys, the women from the girls, and the truth of God's word will separate heaven and hell. It is the truth of God's word that will allow us to see Jesus when he comes back for the quick and the dead. It is the truth of God's word that will allow us to be the world changers that God has called us to be. It is the truth of God's word that will allow us to understand that though he slay me, yet will I still trust him. It is the truth of God's word that you have to get into so that you can live this life victorious in Christ. So if I have an assignment today and I knew the church would be quiet and I'm grateful for it. If I have an assignment today, it is to remind you to get back into the truth of the word of God. We have been skimming on past anointing. You have been skating on a word you read 20 years ago. You've been working that one verse for far too long get back to the word get back to the word it's the truth of the word of god 
that will change this world. It's not going to be what you remembered from way back when that's going to take us to where we need to go. We need a fresh word. We need a fresh anointing. We need a fresh revelation from Holy Spirit. And it's not going to come from Psalm 23. Wonderful, Jesus. <laughs> Wonderful. It's not going to come. It's not going to come. It's not going to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get back to the word. Look at someone. Type it in the screen. Say, get back to the word. Get back to the word. The word's what's going to change your situation. The word's what's going to modify your outcome. The word is what's going to give you the promise that you need. The word of God. You don't need a prophetic word. You need to get into the word. You don't need something fresh from someone's mouth. You need to get into the written word of God and sanctify yourself. Separate yourself from this world that wants all of your attention. Separate yourself. And as you separate yourself, watch God fill you to overflowing. <laughs> I ain't write this down either, but we've been empty as a church for far too long. We've been serving the world our fumes because we haven't refilled on the word of God. We've been serving the world from a place where we're, we're at the top of the E in the gas tank. All we have, all we have are fumes because we've not gone back to the word of God to be refilled. The Bible says that there would be one baptism, but many Fillings, hallelujah. There would be one baptism, but there would be many fillings. And the way that you refill is by going back to the word of God. It is in the word that we live, in him that we move, and in the word that we have our very being. Go back to the word. Go back to the word. You don't have to read the Bible in a year. Take your time. You don't have to digest it quickly. Take your time. When I started reading the Bible, I would read until I could live. I read what I could live. Sometimes it was a chapter. Sometimes it was just a verse. But I stopped where I had a challenge to live it. If I can't live it, I need to stop reading. If I can't go on, hallelujah. Slow down. So just read to where you can live. And when the word challenges you, take yourself back to the king. And allow God to teach you how not just to read the word, but how to live the word. This is how we sanctify, separate ourselves in the truth. What is the truth? Thy word, <laughs> thy word is truth. You want to be separate from the world, get into the word. You want to be sanctified, get into the word. It is the word that will change your situation and now, hallelujah. Verse 19, hallelujah. Get into the word, get into the word. The word's going to change everything about everything. <laughs> the word is going to change it. And in verse number 19, and for their sake, I consecrate myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> 
For their sake I consecrate myself, that they may be sanctified in truth. Mm. <laughs> For their sake. I said we were intercessors, right? For their sake. It ain't for my sake I live this life. It's for their sake. <laughs> I wish I had a church. It ain't for my sake that I do what I do. It's, it's for their sake. It's not for me that I fast the way I fast, I pray the way I pray, I try to live the way I try to live, because if it were for me, I wouldn't do all of the things. I'd be skating on the word 20 years old, too. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise his high and holy name. I will find easy street too, but there's a world that's coming behind me. There's a world that's coming behind you. There's a generation that will never know what it looks like to follow God if you don't follow hard after Christ. There's a generation that will never know what it looks like to follow God if you don't do the work and show them instead of just telling them. Every church across America is missing a generation. Every church across America is missing a whole generation. And they're missing a generation because we've not sanctified ourselves by the word. We've not consecrated ourselves in a way that shows them what it is to live a holy, consecrated life before the king. We love church, but we don't love Jesus. Behold, I stand at the door. That's what I feel. Behold, 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 I stand, I stand at the door and I'm knocking, I'm knocking, I'm knocking. We've loved to come to church. We've loved to eat this chicken. We've loved to serve on our ministries, but mm, behold. You come to church every time you can, the doors are open, but you ain't never answered the door. Never answered the door. You got Jesus standing outside in the cold. I stand at the door and I'm knocking. Are you coming? Are you going to let me in? <laughs> Are you just going to look like, have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof? Jesus said, I sanctify for their sake. I consecrate myself that they may also be sanctified in truth. Your life in Christ is not just for you. If Jesus sanctified himself for our sakes, then saints, you should be willing to sanctify yourself as an example for those that are watching you. There are children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, nieces, nephews, aunts, and uncles. There are those that are younger and those that are older that are simply looking to see if you will fail or if you will fall. Is your faith real? Or have you been putting on a show for all of these years? 
Are you truly committed to this Savior that you say that you serve? Or are you just going through the motions like everybody else that they've seen come to church? I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for us. Because I don't want to go to heaven all by myself. I want you there with me. I think the song says when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus. Hallelujah. We will sing and we will shout the victory. There are people that I know have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ on their deathbed. Because they weren't willing to submit their lives as they were living their lives. But somebody with a sanctified life decided to see them as they were breathing their last breath. And they were able in that moment to say, oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. I'm going on the streets of glory there to lift my voice. All my cares will be passed. I'll be home at last ever to Woo, rejoice. I want to get there with friends. I want to get to heaven with company. I don't want to go by myself. I want you there too. I don't want you to be so in love with the church that you miss falling in love with Jesus. Lord, I wish I had a church. I really do. I don't want you to be so in love with serving that you've missed the lover of your soul. I don't want you to be so in love with the polity of the Baptist church that you miss understanding that it is Jesus. It's the Lord's church. And he was the one who was bruised for our transgressions. He was the one who was bruised for our iniquities. He was the one that was beaten with a cat of nine tails. Yeah, we're going to get there. He was the one that was beaten with a cat of nine tails and his flesh was ripped to shreds. He was the one that every time they cracked that whip, that flesh flew from his body. Look at it and see. He was the one that died for this church. And he was the one that early Sunday morning... <laughs> Hallelujah, that's a good place to praise him. He was the one that early Sunday morning when the dew was still on the ground, he rose with all power in his hands, took the keys from death, hell, and the grave. <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he got up so that I could get up today. Hallelujah. He's the one. <laughs> that I can depend on. He's the one that was wounded for my transgressions. He died so that I could live. Hallelujah. And he's the one that's standing waiting. 
out in the cold. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah. He's the one, he's the one, he's the one. He prayed for believers. Every head bowed, every eye closed. He prayed for believers. I know that there are some in here who are not believers, but I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do first. For all of the believers who have not been spending time in the Word of God, that want to recommit yourself, rededicate yourself to following after God in a separated way, a sanctified way. You don't have to move out of your seat, but I do. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I just need to see your hand. I just need to see your hand. If you're on the screen, put up an emoji. Just let us see you. I just need to see your hand. If you need to come back, just rededicate your life to living a sanctified life, a separated life, a life that allows God to sanctify you in the truth. His word is truth. Let's pray for those who are willing and ready to come back. Father, we thank you. You told us and you showed us in this example of John chapter 17 that you pray for believers. And today we follow in your footsteps. <laughs> we follow in your footsteps and we ask, Lord, that you would not allow none that you have given us to fall to the ground. Hallelujah. We pray, Lord, that you would keep, that you would protect, and that you would preserve those that you have called already to your bleeding side. As you prayed for Peter, I pray. I pray for them. You said to Peter that the enemy desires to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith would not fail. And today, I pray that their faith would not fail them. Hmm. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray that their faith would not fail. I pray that you would keep them until the day of redemption. I pray that when the world would love to crowd out your word, that you would sanctify them in your word, that you would give them a fresh anointing. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, show us your word and teach us in accordance to it. We'll thank you for it. We'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name, trap us in your word. <laughs> trap us in your truth arrest us by the power of your word and we'll thank you and we'll praise you for it god i pray for fresh revelation as we get into your word i pray for fresh understanding as we get into your word and i pray god that you would lead us into a fresh move of you as we continue to dig into your word and we'll thank you for it and we'll praise you for it in jesus name if you receive it can you clap your hands please can you clap your hands? Let us look to the Lord. He is the one. Let us look to the Lord. He is the one. He's got every answer. He is the one. Let us look to the Lord. He is the one. Oh, let us look to the Lord. He 
let us look to the Lord. He is the one. He's got every answer. He is the one. Let us look to the Lord. He is the one. The doors of the church are open. There is one that needs to respond, and God's pricked your heart. You know that it's you whose heart he's knocking on. The door of your heart is who you're, it's you, whether you're in our virtual campus or you're here in this room. If it's you who needs to be saved, you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now is your time. It's good to see you, Deacon George. It's good to see you, good brother. Now is your time, and today is your day. If anybody needs a healing and you don't think God can, look at this man right here. There's one that needs to be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one that needs to be saved. Come now. Now is your time. Today is your day. If you're on the screen in our virtual campus, just put an emoji in there. Say it's me. We're watching. We'll see. We will respond. If there's one that needs um, to rededicate your life to Christ. You know you've been walking away, but you're ready to come home. Come on home. Now is your time today. Just come on. Come on. Come meet us. Meet us right here. Meet us right here. If there is someone who needs a church home, Church of the Redeemer Baptist is a great place to call home. Amen. Y'all getting it? I like it. I like it. I like it. I ain't got to say it twice no more. Hallelujah. Church of the Redeemer Baptist is a great place to call home if you need to join the church. We will serve with you, and we will change this world. Amen. And if there are any candidates for baptism, we are organizing ourselves now so that we can get this pool right. Amen. We're a Baptist church. We need to make sure that you followed after the ordinance of the Lord and make sure that you followed in the footsteps of the King. Thank you, sir. Followed in the footsteps of the King. Is there one as you lead us and we wait? Is there one? We offer Christ to you, my brother. We offer Christ to you, oh, my sister. He will give you brand new life. New life abundantly. Oh, come. Come on to Christ. Oh, come on to Christ. Oh yeah, come on to Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give God some praise. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We may have come in empty, but we are definitely leaving full. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Our benediction is our prayer of a blessing. 
we've been blessed in the service. Yes, and as we head out, we will head out with a blessing. Yes. Let us look to God. Amen. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for that awesome, powerful, yes, and didactic Lord. word. God, we thank you for the instructions to go back to your word. That there's power in your word. That there's truth in your word for us to be conscious of how we live in this world. But that we're always supposed to spend time in your word. God, we thank you for the word today. Yes, God, that we need to be in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus was the best thing that we've ever done. God, we thank you for the church. But we thank you for today to realize and recognize it's about Jesus. High and lifted up. Father, we leave and we pray and we intercess for the lost generation. We thank you for the hope that you give us. That anything lost can be found. So God, we wait with expectation when you bring them back. And God, we'll be in our word so that we'll be able to give an answer to any that asked, why do we believe what we believe? Father, your word was powerful today. Be with our pastor. Put a hedge of protection around him. Continue to anoint him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. God, we pray that you would bless us and keep us. May the sun always shine upon us. May the wind always be at our back. May the high places always be made low. And God, we will always thank you for every question that we have. For we know you to be the answer. God, we'll thank you for every problem that we face. For we know you to be the solution. As we leave this place, but never your presence. God, be with us. Keep us until we meet again. All God's people said amen. 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 Thank you, Lord.